Blog Talk Radio. Another rendition show of Queen's Conversations. It is 
January 26th. I am your host, one of the queens, Lakeitha, out of Charlotte, North Carolina. I hope you guys are doing well today. We're going to introduce our other queen, Miss Abby. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. This is Abby, and um, I guess I'm hailing from the Dallas, Texas area where it's a a freezing cold 35, 40 degrees tonight. And I'm bundled up. Mm. (laughs) Bundled. Bundled. Bundled up. Cuddling with (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. How you doing, Leah? How you doing, Leah? Leah. I think we lost Leah for a, a moment. Hey, I'm, there. Baby. I'm so sorry. Were you on mute? My phone was on mute. Yeah, my phone was on it's... mute, man. I'm sitting if you're really talking too. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> yes, I am there, doing well. There's a well. theme in the Polish household. <laughs> Wait, say that again? I said there's a theme of putting the phone on mute in the McClish household because your right? husband did the same. Exactly. <laughs> I forgot I was on mute now. No, but I was saying that we, we went from 70-degree weather yesterday to a whopping 30 degrees. So I'm bundled up with you, girl. I don't like being uh, cold. So I'm just trying to endure the rest of this winter till summer comes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cold outside. Not too, not too bad here. We're like in the 40s in Charlotte. Not too bad, but it's definitely um, a little breezy. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a great show um, in store for everybody tonight. And first up, we're gonna get in right, get right into it to our hot topic. We have a new president, y'all. Mm-hmm. We have a new president. Well, Donald Trump. <laughs> well, you know what? We could break out those old Negro spirituals to help us get through this one. But um, did anybody yeah. watch the inauguration? Did we watch it? <clears throat> did anybody watch the inauguration? Mm-mm. Uh, yes. So I was debating if I was going to answer this question because I didn't want no stones thrown at me. <laughs> because there was a big, uh, there was a big deal about you know people not tuning in just to make sure that the ratings weren't well. I decided to watch for the sole purpose of seeing mm-hmm. my sitting president at the time get in that helicopter and wave goodbye. So mm. I did that. I did listen to the speech. Uh, I cried crocodile tears. When I saw the Obamas get on that helicopter, I, I felt like somebody died, like it was the closing of a casket or something like Oh, God. Man, the tears back. Yes, it was mm. just, it took it me emotional. back to, yeah, it just took me back to when he was elected and what that meant and what it represented and how we saw somebody that looked like us take the highest seat in the country and we lived through it, it just it brought all those feelings back. Like, no matter whose political beliefs, you know, because we can debate that all day, but just to see mm-hmm. that kind of man and with his character and the integrity, just to see what he endured, um, and for him to still be living, like, let's just talk about that. 
He was living. Yeah, thank, thank goodness. I was scared for him a couple can, of times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I celebrated that, that part. I, well, that's cool. Well, you know, I definitely, well, I end up watching the inauguration later because I had to record it. But I didn't feel too sad to a degree. I was sad, yes, because the person who I voted for didn't get into office. But you know what? We still have to um, just stay encouraged and know that, you know, no matter who's in office, we still have to, you know, keep going forward. However, I was, I'm, you know what? I'm pretty sure Obama is happy to be out of office. I'm glad the brother is really going to kick back, have a vacation, not have to worry about so many heavy things of the world. So I wasn't, I feel you, Leah, that you were sad, but I, I was, uh, no, I wasn't terribly sad. I was, it, it, it was more like, I'm just, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like a, a burden lifted off of him. And he, I know he doesn't like the way the country is going with Trump in his hands, but you guys, this is a 24-7 job. You know, things yeah. you probably don't even know about. And this it's just heavy, so I'm just glad. And all the stuff, beautiful, Michelle Obama had to go through and all those things, things that happened with their family, I know they're glad to let this go. Mm-hmm. And he about to really see what it really means to be a ruler. You know, I mean, to be a, not ruler, to be a, a president over a country. It's, it's, it's more than what it looks, it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to handle, but, so, Ebony, did you see the inauguration as well? No, I did not. No. Um, I heard some uh, reviews, and um, I know they interviewed a lot of people, and um, I listened to National Public Radio, and they actually were trying to find people who were watching it that weren't, you know, not in the D.C. area, but just around the country, and they had a hard time finding people who actually watched it to interview them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yep. You know what? Can I say something real quick? And I'm, I'm going to say this, what I told some of my friends who were boycotting the inauguration all this. I tell you one thing, mm-hmm. This it don't matter. It's not no race thing. Y'all better not turn y'all back and keep a closed eye on this leadership because what could happen, yeah, we keep it, we want to, boy, oh, we're not going to listen to him and all this. He's still the president. So mm-hmm. whatever rules and laws that he's about to step in and make, it's going to affect us either we like it or not. So we have to pull together and stay educated and knowledgeable about what's going on. Your dog on right, I'm going to be watching what's going on because I want to know and be informed. I'm not going to stay ignorant. Exactly. And, you know, not right. to call people ignorant, but I'm not doing that. Right. So we got to be careful. Mm-hmm. We have to. But so with this inauguration and everything that was going on, what do you guys think about the comments that um, Trump was saying about the crowd being bigger than any other president in history? <laughs> Alternative <laughs> facts. Uh-huh. Alternative facts. Alternative facts. <laughs> Alternative facts. Yeah. I think that you're a president now. Like, mm-hmm. you remember Allen Iverson in the interview when they were telling him, you know, that he's not going to practice and how he's screwing up his team. He's like, we're talking about practice. Like, practice. We're talking about practice. That's how I feel with President Trump. Mm. You know, you're you're elected president. You have so many other things that you can be spending your time on. But you choose to talk about the crowd size? 
like clearly we all know anyone with breath in their body and a brain that works will see that he did not have the largest crowd. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's, what's the That's game? What's, what's the game by, you know, celebrating alternative facts? What's to the rationale behind it, especially something that's so easily provable with objective means, you know. Um, I, don't, I, I, I just don't understand the continual disc- discrediting of the media. Um, it's one thing if the media is actually lying or falsifying information, but, you know, the media has been like a source of, of revolution and change from the inception of the country. You know, and now to start questioning mm. it, it's like that's like attacking the fabric of our nation um, because the media holds itself accountable. So when they have certain junkets that report false information, like with the, um, what is it called? Not the dockets, the, um, I can't think of the word. The word they use for all the information um, with mm. the, uh, the threatened Russian stuff and all that I can't think of the word I'm saying dockets but that's not the word but anyway you know that newspaper that published it I think it was BuzzFeed they caught a lot of slack from other media outlets um, yeah. because they published something that that wasn't based on you know their research they couldn't prove that any of it was true and so they police themselves in essence they police themselves but here you are you have the, the leader of the nation discrediting our main source of information. So we might as well exist like a third world country when it comes to information, who, you know, they tell people what they want to hear. Now we're thinking we're supposed to believe our media does the same thing, which I'm sure to a certain level they do. But there are those, yeah, there are those outlets that, you know, are true to form, like NPR, National Public Radio, that you feel typically will report facts over fiction. So I think it's a dangerous road to, to venture down. What did my man say, Denzel? If you read the paper, you're misinformed. If you don't read the paper, you're uninformed. You never know. I'm telling you, people, he wants to look good. He wants to, you know, <laughs> he wants power. So these are turn the facts and um, you kind of, what his team is going to allow, what they're going to, what's going to be the narrative. It's going to be all about, you know, something better, better than when Obama. They're going to, he's going to bash everybody. That's because that's in his spirit. So um, it, it is a dangerous road because there's a lot of people, a lot of people believe in everything they hear. Mm-hmm. And it can be a dangerous road. you got to be real careful in leadership, real careful. And, and unfortunately, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be in a little tight spot. With him, but you know what? My my grandmother was very optimistic. She, you know, she said, "Well, hopefully he'll he'll get it together." And then I heard somebody else say, "Where well, is this four years?" Well, you know, <laughs> trying to look on the a bright lot can side of things. In four years. Say that again. A lot can happen in four years. A lot. A can lot happen can happen in four years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Especially when you have a yeah. Republican Congress, so I mean, even more so can happen. 
That's why we got to keep an open ear. Uh, right. What's Candy's uh, song that she did with um, Marvin Sapp? Gotta be prayed up. I can't remember how the song goes, but it reminds me. We got we got to be prayed up. <laughs> Hold on, who did that song? Candy Candy Burris from Escape did a song with Marvin Sapp. Mm-hmm. It was her little gospel song, and it was called Prayed Up. I'm probably singing it horribly wrong, but I just remember the lyrics saying, "You got to be prayed up." <laughs> hey, I think yeah, you definitely gotta be prayed up, no matter what's going on. Because I'm, but for sure, in this situation, every time I see that man on TV, I'm like, I cannot. <laughs> Where's Ashton Kutcher? I cannot believe that this happened. But it's it's all good. We're gonna have to um, really stay positive and and do what we need to do. So, millennia. Free Melania. Oh, lovely Melania, first lady. Melania, Melania, what's it, Melania? <laughs> Mel- Melania. <laughs> what's going on? Did y'all see? Oh, did y'all see when the president and Miss um, first Miss Obama helped her up the stairs when um, Trump kind of left her? You know, when he was going up the stairs and when they greeted them the day of inauguration day. He passed the gift. Did. Anybody see that? Mm-mm. I did. I did. So he, it looked very he was walking strange. behind him. He was walking well, he behind got him first. and he left her. Uh huh. He got out of the car first and greeted mm-hmm. the president. And then Melania got out of the car maybe a minute later with a gift in her hand and walked up, presented her gift to First Lady Obama, and Trump pretty much walked away from her. By President Obama And they were getting ready to go inside And Trump went in first Then uh, Obama went in And Obama and Michelle Pretty much both helped her in the door Because Trump had left her behind <laughs> This is so This is so not funny But I'm telling you right now You went to me And I could be being real One-sided right now But you know how However, men treat their sisters, wives, women. You just know where their 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 heart is. Like that's supposed to be your wife. I know. I know you just want the peasantry, but dog, you just left her, dog. Where's she at? Are you going in? Are you going in? <laughs> really? <laughs> like I would have never. I mean, like why would you just leave her behind? Where you going? Like <laughs> we all got to go together. Why we can't just? I don't know. I just thought it was. Oh no! Maybe that's just how he works. Anyway, I I kind of saw that, and it's so Bingo. funny. Women, we pay attention to stuff like that. Say that again. Absolutely. I think you hit. I I said bingo. You hit the nail on the head. I think that's just who he is. I think she's grown accustomed to his character, but now that she's in the limelight, it's going to be illuminated much more. I I low key, even in the campaign, I've had this thought. I low key think that she is being. Abuse, and I hate to say that word because it may not be mm. physical abuse; it may just be more mental. Because think mm-hmm. about it: when she first came out and pretty much plagiarized Michelle's speech, when did he ever take up for her? He said she did a good job, mm, but when no he went when the media went ham on her, he made not one comment to defend her. 
Not one. She mm-hmm. stayed out of the campaign. Even after the inauguration, she made a speech, and it was like the, the shortest speech in history. <laughs> she said, military, thank you. We will be victorious or something like that. It was just a one-liner, and then Trump grabbed her hand. So I just I really think that he silences her. I think if she had her way, she would probably be screaming to get out of where she is and just may not know how to. That's just my personal opinion. I could be wrong, but that's just what I'm sensing. Wow. That would be – I mean, you know what? Well, you, you can't – and I know we've talked about this in the past in another show when it comes to domestic violence. You never know. You you don't know. I mean, what we can see is what we see. Now, how it's interpreted can be dangerous or it could be totally right. So what I see is I definitely don't see the relationship that Obama and Michelle had, the natural just flow of just who they are. But they're also not Michelle Obama. I mean, Michelle and, and Barack. So right. um, they don't have the same blueprint. However, wow, that you never know. Or he could just be, con- oh, controlling for sure. So no doubt, definitely. Maybe that's a better word. Is there a actual movement like a free Melania movement right now? <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> on Twitter it is. Really? Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> no, seriously, it is. Where is Melania from? Where is she from again? Uh, I'm not Eastern even going to tell you that I know. Oh, somebody Google that right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Where it. Where Melania I think she's, from? She is uh, Novo Mesto, let's see, uh, Slovenia. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh, Slovenia, okay. Slovenia. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Well, yeah. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do for our sister? She's well, I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many kids? We got five kids. Melania. She has a son by her. Yeah, we are. I mean. She's not going to be, let me tell you, no, let me let me not, I'm not even going to do that, but I was going to say, she's not going to be planting gardens and getting kids to move and all. <laughs> Maybe not, but I'm pretty sure whatever she does, hopefully it'll be, you know, she'll do her own thing because she, she has a different background. She grew up differently. Her views are different than Michelle. Um, and we just have, we will have to accept that. And I'm pretty sure she has a lot to bring to the table. But when it comes to her possibly needing freedom, <laughs> I don't know how I can help her on that one. Just tell her, you know, just get out. <laughs> run, girl. Run for us. Run. I don't know. That's funny. Actually, That's funny. during the campaign, she had a platform that she said she was going to use because, you know, every first lady has to take some kind of mentor project on. And her mantle from the time that he was elected, she said that her platform was going to be cyberbullying and how to stop it. And all I said was, God bless your heart, because you're living with a man who cyberbullies every day who cannot put his Twitter hands down. I know. So huh. at home. That's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. 
That Cyrus Gooley is real. You know, I, I didn't, I never understood how the president can be on Twitter so much. I don't have a Twitter account. I don't even have an Instagram. I just have Facebook. Um, I don't have time for. I, even though I'm on Facebook, I, I post a video tonight. I, I am on Facebook enough. However, how do you have time to do all these Twitter um, messages? Like what he's been doing. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I never understood that. What do y'all think about that? Seems hey, like it's a easy. A- yeah, it seems like it might be an easy social media platform. You know, you know, I don't think he, Trump is one to put a lot of thought into a tweet before he tweets it. <laughs> so for him, it might just take five seconds, type it up, and done. He doesn't seem like the type that'll, you know, like sometimes you have to take some time and really think about what you're gonna say and who your audience is. And yeah, I don't, I don't think it's taking him a lot of time to formulate. Even you know, it's funny. Advisors, like I guess his his advisor really gonna step in, because even you know anybody who's a ruler, even if you're a king, you know you have advisors. So I hope they'll be able to tailor him in some way when it comes to um, speaking, or even when he starts going out the country, international affairs, tweeting, whatever. Um, he definitely needs to be, you know, uh, cultivated a little bit because. Some of this stuff is just absurd. And if you're supposed to be a leader of the nation, you don't need any. I don't want you tweeting. How about that? And if you're tweeting something, I need to be positive and relevant information for the people. So <laughs> that, to me, is unnecessary. But that's just my little rant on tweeting. <laughs> it's going to go yeah. out to millions of people. <laughs> Do something relevant. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, definitely. So we're going to free Melania. <laughs> free her. We're gonna go to the website. <laughs> we're gonna free her, and we're gonna welcome her in our home. Give her a bowl of some chicken and dumplings, some chit- chitlins, some sweet tea, and <laughs> yes, <to the laughs> let her. <laughs> let her, um, you know, escape her worries. Okay, you guys. So the women's march. There was a lot of women's marches mm-hmm. going on, lots and lots. of everybody was a wow. It was just definitely a beautiful thing. People coming together and speaking out. A lot of speakers. So, how did you guys get to watch some of the marches and some of the speak, speak, speaking engagement? I caught some of it. I was I was just in shock that. They used the entire inauguration weekend to pretty much overshadow the inauguration, in a sense. When you think about the people who gathered in Washington and the people who gathered pretty much across the nation at the same time, and it reached a different continent, it's just amazing how when women pull together, how much work can be done to advance human rights. It was just, it was amazing to see. I did not catch. Um, all of the speeches um, at the time, but I did go back and I heard uh, about Ashley Judd's speech and I heard about Madonna's speech, so <laughs> I'm sure it was very impactful. Mm. You know, <laughs> um, 
Yeah. I'm I'm laughing but I'm not laughing. It's funny these the marches what's his name said we had the the million women march women march on over and it was no violence at all. No city no state reported any violence. He said, But at Trump inauguration <laughs> One of those Steve Harvey or even though Steve Harvey kinda in the jokes, right? <laughs> I've, I've been defending him all week. Trust me, I've been defending, I've been defending him for for the past week. But um, there's been violence around that. But the women's marches has been um, definitely uh, a lot of positive things going on. So, Ebby, did you get to listen to any of the speeches or anything? I didn't get to listen live, but uh, you know, heard some of the. I've read some of the articles and the commentary and. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, Madonna had to come back and, and explain her speech. And it just seems like, you know, it's like when we're we're dealing with a president who feels he doesn't explain, have to explain himself at all. But so many other people, it's like constant backtracking and having to go back and explain themselves and, you know, and she made a point. She was like, "If you take one segment of my speech, yeah, it, it'll sound it'll it'll sound violent, but if you look at the entire context of my speech, it wasn't, you know." And of course, well, they're passionate. Oh goodness, um, I think she she Her said maybe at the beginning of the speech that she. Hmm. I'm sorry. I was saying the title of it was "I'm a Nasty Woman." Oh. <laughs> Yeah, at the beginning of the speech, she she said something along the lines of she wishes that she could go and blow up the White House, something like that. And um, that was the comment Mm. that, yeah, that uh, a lot of people had issue with. Um, But in the context, it was said in a way, and honestly, I can't remember, but it was said in a way like, yeah, I was so mad, I'm so frustrated, I wish I could just, you know, go blow up the White House and just be done with it all. But, you know, we are called to unite and, you know, it's like she tried to wrap it around acceptance and we all have a common goal, we need to unite, that kind of thing. But, of course, that that statement was the part that people focused on who had an issue with her speech. And so she had to come back and, you know, she she didn't apologize for anything she said. She said you just need to look at the speech in context. Right. Okay, so I, I I didn't get to listen to Madonna's speech. Mhm. And um I'm definitely gonna have to go back and listen to it. But um she wanna he said she wanted to blow the White House. Mm-hmm. In a part That's of how she started. Now I didn't I didn't listen to it either. I I read an article <coughs> about it. And that was uh I think she started it along those that line. Mm-hmm. Uh but the speech well, as a whole did, was and about she also Sorry, Abby, I'm so sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was saying that she, in addition to saying that she thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House, she gave a lot of expletives to uh, the media on live television. She just kept saying the F word. People Mm. who didn't agree with her, so... (laughs) But this is Madonna we're talking about. She's always, you know, spoke her mind about certain things, so... Yeah, but hold Not on. To make if Beyonce, Jennifer Hudson, 
Alicia Keys, Anita Baker said something they want to blow the White House, the feds would have been at their door. Um, I don't know. Immediately. Said that. Immediately. <laughs> Hold on. No, I've never heard an artist or anybody on a block say they want to blow up the White House. Like, if somebody was to really say that, really? That was, I mean, I understand her context was, you know, she was tired of all the BS, I'm pretty sure, or whatever. But I'm just saying when it comes to that, oh, yeah. But, of course, you have to, you know, the media is going to pick and choose what they want to say or let people hear. So I'm going to have to listen to the whole thing. But, yeah, she's always, you know, walked on the edge and said what she wanted. That's why she's Madonna, you know? Right. Yeah. So. Well, I I have it pulled up if you guys want to hear it. It was very short and to the point. She just said, hello, are you still awake out there? Are you sure about that? Can you hear me? Are you ready to shake up the world? She says, welcome to the revolution of love, to the rebellion, to our refusal as women to accept this new age of tyranny. We're not just women who are in danger, but we're all marginalized people. Where people uniquely different might be considered a crime. It took us this darkness to wake us the blank up. (laughs) It seems as though we had all slipped into a false sense of comfort, that justice would prevail and that good would win in the end. Well, good did not win this election, but good will win in the end. So what today means is that we're far from the end. Today marks the beginning, the beginning of our story. The revolution starts here. I'm going to skip all the way to down. She says, and to our detractors that insist that this march will never add up to anything, blank you, blank you. So that's pretty much it. And mm. the end she says, yes, I'm angry. Yes, I'm outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot of blowing up the White House, but I know that this won't change anything. We cannot fall into mm. despair. Poet once wrote, we must love one another or die. I choose love. Are you with me? Say this with me. We choose love. So that's how she ended it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that was brave. That was real brave of her. But like I said, <laughs> I don't think too many people, other people, would have got away with that comment because that was uh uh uh-uh. uh no. But choose love. We got to, or it'll bury us. Hate will bury us if we don't. If we choose the latter, right. it does every time. That's why people just get bitter. But, okay, well, i got to go back and listen to the whole thing. But So what's Ashley Jude's speech? What do you guys oh, Ashley Judd. your thoughts on her speech? That was, and that's Judd. why I misspoke because, yeah, Ashley Judd, right on the Judd sister. Um, I misspoke because I thought that Amy was talking about her, but that was actually Madonna with um, the criticism. But Ashley's title was I'm a nasty woman and she went there about you know how women bear children and we have our cycles and all the lovely wonderful things that we endure as women um but she she took it there she just wasn't as harsh as Madonna was it was it was very well said now her speech was extremely long and it was actually written by a 19 year old and she read the poem nice Mm. Huh, you know what? Um, wow, expression is definitely, definitely art. Well, I'm glad that all these women have gotten together and we've, you know, um, I didn't get to attend any marches or anything. I was, you know, with 
definitely with them in spirit. But it's so funny, this weekend I'm having a women's empowerment roundtable discussion um, here in Charlotte. It's going to be about 25 women. I have some health coaches and some different people talking about mental, physical, and spiritual wellness. But I say that to say sometimes we do these big things and we don't break down in small groups to continue to push what we need to be doing because we need to continue the conversation in whatever places that we're in, and we're encouraging everybody who is listening. Wherever you are, if you're in East St. Louis or you're in outside of Dallas or you're in the Carolinas, whatever the issues are in that area, as women kind of really raise them to the surface and, and breaking them down objectively, there's many things we can do. Sometimes we just have to take the time to listen and, and get together and do it because we all have something to bring to the table. So I'm glad these speakers motivated and pushed and said what was on their mind. Right. And, um, so we can continue to push the, the narrative on that, which is good. All right, y'all. So new addition. New edition. Who is watching the new edition? Yes. series. <laughs> if it isn't love, why do I feel this way? Uh, my, my. I'm sorry. Okay, so, so who was y'all's favorite member of New Edition when you were young? Somebody asked me that yesterday. I never had a favorite yeah. member. Really? Mm-mm. I didn't. I love me some Ralph Tresman. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> I if bet. I had to choose one, <laughs> maybe Ralph, you know. Man, they had a hard life. I didn't get to see, like, I have it on DVR. But them mm-hmm. boys, they had a hard life, man. You know. Where are they from? They did. Boston, like outside of Boston? Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore. No, I thought, no, no, Bo- Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, Boston, yes, yeah, where, yes, yes. Okay. okay I, thought, I thought it was Boston. Um, yeah, but they had a hard life. <laughs> right. People get it twisted. There's some rough areas outside of Boston. Just because you're from Boston doesn't mean, no, it's some rough areas up there. <laughs> so um, I'm definitely a big time New Edition fan And I don't care whoever is around As a group of people You can go in a crowd and sing And people want to sing behind And them boys really uh, they're, they're definitely a great group So this biopic Yes they are yeah. Speak on that what, what are your thoughts on that Leah? On the biopic? Yes. It was a picture. I think it's awesome. I saw both of them. So far, I can't wait to see the last one. Um, Whoever cast it, Bobby Brown, did an awesome job. I mean, Baby Brown had the baby gap and everything. They casted (laughs) that boy well. And uh, all the people who were casted are, are singing it's not New Edition's tracks. It's actually them singing. So, I mean, they have phenomenal talent. 
doing that. And I, I think um, Brashear, what's his name? Yes. He plays a oh, perfect. from um, from, from um, Empire. Empire, yeah. Yeah. yeah he plays a he he's definitely um getting around and showing his talent. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I definitely think for what I've seen, they have done a great job. So the casting, um, I heard when they were doing the casting, they showed a little that um oh gosh, it was just going everywhere. I think some I don't know if some of those boys are from Atlanta or something. I or maybe one of them. I don't know, but. They were just, I come, you know, when you're in a, let's say, wherever you are, listening to hundreds and thousands of boys sing and trying to get somebody who's right on top of it, because these boys didn't grow up with New Edition. Mm-mm. Right. Have people who influence them. That's true. So, that, so that's awesome yeah. that they were able to, so, to kind of um, pitch in that. Were there any, um, did y'all have any surprises, anything that, because I haven't watched it yet, um, but was there anything that was surprising to you or, you know, anything that, you know, opened your eyes on what they were going through growing up? Absolutely, but I don't want to give it away if people, if y'all haven't seen it, I don't want to be specific. But I will say the music business tried to get the best of them, and for them to stay together through all of that is amazing. Like the financial issues, the drug issues, uh, Bobby's attitude, <laughs> and they still say the yeah, he's on drugs. Right. Yeah, he was on drugs for a long time, huh? Since like he was eighteen. What, didn't it seem like he? I don't. Yeah. So like he started young. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I saw that. Wow, those boys were young doing the, with those women in the hotel and all that. They was living a rock star life. <laughs> so that's that was yeah. pretty like woo. I guess when you have a lot of money, you're famous. That's that's definitely that's what happens. So what about okay, you guys, with the Whitney movie and the Leah movie? How do you guys feel about comparing right now? Which one would be your favorite so far? Oh, that shoot answer uh, Leah because I've only seen the Whitney down, movie. I haven't seen Aaliyah. Hands down. New edition. I would I would rate them first, and then Whitney, and and then Aaliyah. Aaliyah was horrible. <laughs> now Aaliyah movie was was interesting. However, I wasn't into it as much. I was really looking forward to Whitney's movie, but um, it was disappointing. Um, a little bit. It was more about Bobby and Whitney's relationship. So, and Angela Bassett directed the Leah movie. Did y'all know that? No, no, Whitney. Yeah. Whitney. It was Whitney. Yeah, I love me some Angela Bassett. I really do. But I was disappointed. 
But you know, oh, yeah. he, <laughs> I don't really like that. He really, he really um, encapsulated so much of Whitney's life, though. It's like he was her world. So it's kind of hard to have a biopic without him being a primary character in her story because after after they met and got married, it was almost like she ceased to exist as the Whitney that we knew. You know, and she became his personal public relations department. <laughs> and, <Right>. you know, <laughs> so I don't know. It's like after he came along, it was almost as if she just totally just lost her identity in him. So it's hard to do a biopic without so much of him, his presence, you know, in it. But I, I enjoyed it. It, it made me miss, you know, the Whitney Houston that we grew up knowing. Man. Yeah. Man, For well, sure. I, I tell you one thing. It's definitely, well, it'll never be another Whitney. No, it will it'll not. It'll never be another Whitney. So, okay, so we have a guest speaker that will be joining us. Um, her name is Tatiana Johnson with Fly. So when we come back, we will introduce Miss Johnson and chat with her about Fly. What is Fly? Okay? So we will be right back with Queen's Conversations. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. 
Welcome back. Oh, welcome back, everyone. Sorry. To Queen's Conversation. Welcome back. I'm so sorry I was on mute. I guess everybody's pressing the mute button tonight. Welcome back to Queen's Conversations. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you are listening on stream on the Internet, please press 929-477-2304. If you want to call in, press 1 to have a comment or question. If you have a question and you don't necessarily um, want us to hear, you want us to just read it, you can do queensconversations1 at gmail.com. Again, the number is 929-477-2304. Thank you so much for tuning in. So we have Miss. Tatiana Johnson with Fly, and she is going to be telling us about Fly and what this is um, in the group. Is she on the yes, line? Yes, I am. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi, Tatiana. Tatiana. How are you? Hey. you. Welcome to the Queen Conversation Show. Thanks for having me. Very good, very good. So, okay, so what is FLY? Who are you? What is the organization? Tell us all about yourself. Okay, well, again, I'm Tatiana Johnson. Uh, I'm the owner CEO of FLY. It stands for, for it, FLY actually is uh, Forever Love Yourself. 
It's a mentoring dance program uh, that we cater to uh, kids and teens. We also speak uh, to women in different women conferences and things of that nature. But we utilize different uh, forms of dance, like hip-hop, Zumba, uh, reggaeton. We do uh, exercising, jump roping. And then, again, like I said, we incorporate mentoring and motivational speaking, things of that nature as well. Uh, The program we have classes that we basically teach twice a week and we have the kids and teens come in. We teach them different dance styles and getting them active. And then at the end of our class, we actually mentor them. We have them journal and we uh, openly discuss different life topics such as like self-esteem, bullying, social media, safety, things of that sort. Um, as myself and then one of my friends named Felicia, she actually helps me with it as well as a choreographer and so we team up together and we, we do the program. And uh, we also incorporate community service within our program as well. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Now, so what city are you in? Um, what state and city are you in? Uh, I'm in Oklahoma. So the program is ran uh, out of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the south side of Oklahoma as of right now. Okay, very good. So how can people sign up for classes again and when is it offered? Uh, our website is uh, www.foreverloveyourself.com, and basically on there they can um, go to our contact link and they can send a message if they're trying to inquire about the program or to sign up their child or if they would like us to do an event somewhere. Um, my email is Tatiana, T-A-T-Y-A-N-A dot J at foreverloveyourself.com, and then we also have a Facebook page, uh, which is Fly with Tatiana. So either way, they can link us through email, our Facebook page, or through the actual website. The classes are held on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6 to 7 p.m. at the Southern Oaks Recreation Center at 6818 South Walker Avenue, right across from Parmalee Elementary School and behind Southern Oaks Library. So it's, again, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6 to 7 at the Southern Oaks Recreation Center at 6818 South Walker Avenue in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Tantiana, this sounds like a fabulous program that you have going on. Um, This is great right there in um, Oklahoma. So tell me, what prompted you to start this program? Um, There was a couple reasons. Growing up, basically, I loved this TV show, um, In Living Color, and I I love dancing. Like, I've danced since. Yes, In Living Color, girl. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so I always loved, you know, how they called the dancers fly girls or whatever. So I always knew, like, you know what, if I start a dance group or if I do something with dance, I'm going to incorporate fly or fly girls some kind of way. So basically in college is where I really start, uh, you know, going full throttle with it because I did cheerleading. And then I just noticed, like, paying attention to different females around campus. Like, I didn't believe that a lot of them knew, like, their self-worth or they didn't really have positive self-love. So with me and my friends, we used to have different discussions, and uh, we basically – our little group, we kind of just tried to embrace our true selves or whatever. And so I basically, as I, you know, got older and more involved in the community with community service and mentoring and counseling, things of that nature, I was like, hmm, how can I incorporate all of this into dance, mentoring? And then it, you know, that that's how I came up with Five Forever Love Yourself because I really believe that outside of God's love, our first and last love should be self-love. And a lot of people really, I think a lot of people struggle to accept themselves fully, like flaws and all. And so that's what we incorporate with it. And that's, I just, like I said, I love dancing. I love cheerleading. And I love speaking to people and uh, motivating them and actually, you know, getting motivated myself. So I just incorporated all of it. And then here here we are with Fly, a, a mentoring dance program. 
Oh, that is so, so awesome. How many um, how many young ladies do you guys uh, service a week? Would you say? You know, actually, our program now we when we first started, we were strictly doing uh, females. Now we actually have what we call fly girls and fly guys because we have some guys in the program as well. But our women definitely uh, take over. But um, I say on a regular, we have um, a consistent ten to twelve. Of females each in each class, they they attend both the Tuesday and Thursday class, and then uh, we've ranged. Well, I think our biggest class has been maybe like twenty something, thirty uh, students so far. So, but on a consistent basis, in, in each class each week, we have at least ten to twelve females, and then on top of that, our fly guys. So, um, our total class has been hitting um, around sixteen ish on an average. So, and it, we just, like I said, we have people that dropped in. We actually have adults as well that has come and participated with our kids. Uh, the parents, the moms have dropped in and did class with us. And they are asking, you know, like, oh, can we do it? We're like, yeah, everybody's welcome. It's not really just a strict, you know, it's just for certain people. Everyone's welcome to come in. But on a, on a, on a regular, we have, like I said, 10 to 12 females that come consistently Tuesdays and Thursdays each week. And then, like I said, we've had a big class of 20-something, almost 30 students as well. Wow, oh, that's awesome. Leah, you have a question? So you said that everyone is able to come. So if you're somebody like me who may be undiagnosed to left feet, like I have rhythm but I can't <laughs> dance, mm-hmm. can I still be a part <laughs> of this fly program? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> yes, everybody is welcome. What we tell everybody, period, is it's at your own level. Like we may teach you choreography or teach you a dance, but we really just want you to be active and have a good time and, you know, get to meet new people, things of that sort. Um, we're all different levels. Like if when me and C are standing next to each other, we're teaching or we're dancing, we look different, you know. So it's just about having fun and networking and meeting new people and being in a, like, safe, active, comfortable environment. So we, we don't discourage anybody. I mean, we have – like I said, we have uh, some that have never danced. We have some that are trained in dance. So, yes, everyone is welcome. It doesn't matter what level. It's just basically to keep you active, engaged, and having fun. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. And it's so fun. Music is like the language of the world, of the human, you know, the human body, people. So mm-hmm. to bring people together of all ages, that is awesome because I love to dance, even though I'm I'm definitely not the best dancer, not the worst, but you're mm-hmm. right. You get movement, you know, it, it relieves stress, and it, you know, it builds, it, it helps with your endorphins. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like to just say having different uh, classes. Yes, I like to say it's just like my unique creative expression. So basically when I'm on a dance floor, like I really do feel like dance is a part of my smile. So no matter what, when I hear the beat, sometimes I zone out and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm in class or, oh, I'm in front of people. Like, I really do zone out. And it's just, it's a way to, you know, let go of your stressors. Like, you know, we are all busy and with work or school or family issues. And once you get into a room where you can dance and just express yourself freely, it's just, you know, it just becomes, I mean, like I said, a soother, but you're able to release some of your stress. Right. Oh, awesome. And you're in Oklahoma City? Yes. Okay. And you, that's, you that's mentioned great. college. What college did you attend? Uh, for my undergraduate degree, I actually attended Langston University in Langston, Oklahoma, HBCU. Woo-hoo! And for my master's, Woo-hoo! I attended <laughs> LU. Oh, gosh. And for my master's, I attended Cameron <laughs> University in Lawton, Oklahoma. 
I knew I loved you, and I've never met you, but I love you, girl. <laughs> love you, too. Oh, well, we got two Langston University graduates. Yes. Oh, boy. Lord, have, Lord have mercy. Lord <laughs> help <laughs> Well, that's, that's, that's great, and I'm glad you're giving back. You know, there's a quote that I tell, I've told my students, um, and I might, might not be quoting directly, but this is going to pertain to you. In life, you cannot live life wearing two catches mitts. You have to have something to throw back. As I was just recently mm-hmm. teaching my college students in one of the class last week, just to tell them that you have to be able to give back. And it sounds like, Tatiana, that you are doing just that. And we need, we all have gifts and talents to give back. So that is so awesome. So if you guys who are listening, you're in the Oklahoma City area, and you're looking for a way to move and express yourself and to be welcomed, please check out Fly. Um, look at them on – put out your social media again for me. Uh, our Facebook page is Fly you. with – okay, our Facebook page is Fly with Tatiana. Um, our website is www.foreverloveyourself.com. And you can reach us by either one. The website is uh, gives you the breakdown of how it started, the class info, products that were selling, such as our T-shirts. It has pictures up there from different events and our community service events we've done, and same as our uh, Fly with Tatiana Facebook page. And phone numbers, emails, every, every form of fashion of getting in contact with us is listed on both of those. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much for coming on to Queen's Conversations and letting us um, hear about your endeavors and your classes. And definitely um, we wish you well. And if I ever Thank come to Oklahoma so City, I might, I might need to come down there and take a tail feather real quick for y'all. Come on. <laughs> You're welcome to come. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank again. you. Okay. Thank you. See you guys. Thanks for having me. No problem. You're welcome. Thank you. Good wishes. Okay, all right, you Man, guys. That'd be, so, that'd be a great way. That would be a great way. Go ahead, Leah. No, I was saying that would be a great way to get me to move to be in that fly program because dancing is not my ministry. <laughs> I need to learn. Everybody, I'm telling you, the right song, come on, Leah. Come on. The right song, come on. You know. you. Oh, you're from St. Louis, so what's his name? What's the famous guy from St. Louis? Um. Oh, what is his name? She knows who he is. Yeah, Nelly <laughs> and Tingy <laughs> and all them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, now I, I do on, have rhythm, and and I can play it off. I'm just not great at it. That's all. Oh my goodness, that is so funny. Well, definitely we need to, uh, definitely, that is good stuff. I love to dance. I'm not the best dancer, but I do love to express with dancing. You guys, next topic, the state of the church. What is going on? What is going on? What is going on? Got to be prayed up. That's just going to be a hashtag for tonight, prayed up. (laughs) What, what's, what's funny? What's I found new? this what's scripture. New? What's going on with that? Well, I found this scripture, and we can just talk about it because when you look at what's happening with 
gospel artists. You know, last show we talked about Kim Burrell, but since then there's been so much more that's happening. And I've been meditating on, you know, how we can bridge the gap, you know, especially with our show because we reach so many people. Like how can we start bridging the gap with, you know, what people are dealing with, what their thoughts are, and get us back to the place where I believe God wants us to be. And he dumped this scripture on me today. It was Matthew five thirteen. I'm going to read the message version because it, I like the message because it breaks it down, the layman's terms. And it simply says, let me tell you why you were here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. <laughs> so when I read that, I said, hmm. Hmm. yeah, we become salty, not salt. We become salty by what we've seen. Um, we've tasted the bitter fruit of, you know, political thoughts and views. We've allowed it to cause division in our homes and our friendships at work. And I don't believe that he designed us to be at discord with each other. You know, how can two or three walk together unless they agree? So the state of the church, like, I, I really believe there's a reason why people are leaving now because they don't see the real church. And based on what we're seeing in social media, it's just it's taking over our our belief system. Wow, that's kind of scary, too. Well, you know... Wow. Taking over our belief system. That's pretty big, Leah. Well, that's, and I say that because I'm I'm putting myself on the carpet. I have spent so much time arguing with different pastors and people of the cloth in leadership over stupid stuff the past three or four months because it's all been in social media, like what Trump believes. I told you guys one show ago that you know, there was a pastor saying, if you don't vote for Trump, you're going to hell. Like, that was his literal belief, and I I got so upset about it. Like, how can you convict people to hell or condemn them to hell if they don't believe the way that you do? And it's like, you know, at the heart of it all, God still determines how he wants this world to go. You know, he allows things to happen. Exactly. Clearly he allowed this to happen. So why would I spend the rest of my life arguing a point to somebody when I can really be a witness, like, do I really want to argue or do I want to be a witness? You know, you just got to make a choice at, at some point of time. Yeah, and arguing takes up too much energy. It takes up too, it, it takes up too much energy, and I, especially with we can't say where, where people are going to go and what they're going to do. I mean, people are going to have certain strong feelings, Um. But I think, yeah, we probably have lost that luster of love and forgiveness and judge. I'm sorry, excuse me, not being so judgmental. And it does turn people away. We're supposed to be like receiving people in, in love. Um, and I need people to fast off Facebook. Like, if it really turns you into that person, fast off Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Y'all, everybody want to fast. That's on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and, you know, kind of start having more conversations with human beings and checking in with them and all that. I mean, because it seems like, you know, people kind of digest what they see and every everybody's on 
social media. It is a good out, outlook to post up, but sorry you had to have those arguments with and our debates with people of the cloth. Boy, we definitely, people in the church can be something else now. Let me tell you, they can be something else. Yeah, so I, think we... I think what did it for me <laughs> specifically was Eddie Long. Just the way mm. that he was talked about in social media, it grieved me. It really grieved me. What kinds of things did mm. you see? Well, <clears throat> when he passed away, one of the first things I saw was, you know, jokes about him and, you know, how hot in hell is it going to be for him Um just the arguing about, you know, will he go to heaven or hell? We shouldn't celebrate him. Like, he shouldn't even have a funeral because of what he did. Um, you know, and I'm I'm not here to challenge anybody's beliefs because I, I believe that there is validity in different viewpoints regarding that. But it's like, when did we take the judgment mantle and put it on ourselves? to condemn somebody to hell. You know, it's like I, I don't want to be that person mm. to condemn somebody else because I, I got to work out my own salvation. <laughs> and I think, mm-hmm. you know, to think a bit further about it, you know, if 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 I steal from you and it's a quarter, it's no less than someone assaulting somebody. As harsh as that seems, sin is sin. And if he can cover your big sin, the way that I view big sin, and he can cover somebody else's little sin the way they view that. It's like, can we just love each other, you know, and not and not be so judgmental? Boy, but you know, people have been judgmental for a long time. People have been judgmental since grandma and them. I'm just saying, people have been. But it takes people like you, Leah, people like you, Abby, people who are going to Really just step back and say, you know what? Guess what? I am you. You are me. We have flaws. And I can't put you in this box. And you can't put me in the box. So, you know, and I think more so, too, people who are focused and busy and, and, and really are happy and all that, that, those people are not the ones usually judging people and putting them in saying all kind of nasty things. I've heard, oh, they were talking about, yes, they were talking about Eddie Long badly. Hmm. Um, I, I have. You haven't seen it? Well, you know, I've, I've actually been fasting off of Facebook. I only log in for specific reasons, so I haven't seen anything. Um, oh, he passed. Yeah. And uh, actually one of my... Um, Friends who's not a Christian told me he passed, and you know it was interesting to see his perspective on uh, Ed Long's passing, and you know, I had recently seen pictures know. of how much weight he's lost. Um, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I know we were going to talk about this more in the end. Um, oh, sorry, Abby, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, no, 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 go, go ahead, ahead. Fish, what you were saying. I was done. I, was, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened with him. Um, however, all the stuff that had came out, and I have a friend that was very used to his church that was very close with him, and um, uh, another male, and um, never 
he was just when he heard the news when that came out, like he was very heartbroken, like, Whoa, like this guy he's he's like a father to me. So who knows? I who who knows? I just know like it was kinda of strange that his health went down after all that those allegations came out. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, I didn't follow um Pastor Eddie Long. Um too much. I have listened definitely to some things he said, but I haven't um, followed him. Boy, you know, people, they were saying things. Who knows? I, but I, I would never bash his name just or anybody else who passes away. I think one thing in my mind that stuck was, wow, why is he losing all this weight? Just on a medical standpoint. Um But that could be, you know, working in medicine, I'm, I'm, I'm on the obstetric side, but it could be hundreds. It could be a lot of things that happen with him. Who knows? And for us to become doctors in the moment to <laughs> pretty much say, no, family, you're lying. He didn't have cancer. He had AIDS. It's like, do you really want to spread that message? And, and maybe it's me because I'm big on social media. Once you post something, you cannot get it back. That's going to be a part of you for the rest of your life. You can't take it back once it's on social media. Now, if it's, you know, mere conversation with friends and you think that way, that's different. But when you go posting it, that just that leaves you open for the scrutiny. So I would just hate to put somebody in that boat and then have it to where something like that happens to your family because everything is fun and games until it hits your doorstep. And I just I would I would hate that for for anybody, but I really wanted to know you all's thoughts about you know not whether you believed he committed those crimes or not, but do you believe that people have a, a legitimate right to feel upset about you know him being honored instead of dishonored after his passing? Mm, that's good. That's a good question. That's a good question because I'll, I'll go ahead, Abby. Let's let you have that one first. <laughs> um, you know, I, I did a little bit of reading on uh, Ed Long and just the the dichotomy that was so present in his life. Where on the one hand he had all these accusations against him, but on the other hand, all the good things that he had done, um, and the people that he impacted. So um, I don't have a strong opinion on this either way. My thing is if you feel that he should not be honored, then you don't have to attend the ceremony. You don't even have to address it or acknowledge it or participate or, you know what I'm saying? Um, but for those who choose to believe, because I don't, I don't know if anything was ever proven or they just settle out of court or whatever. Um, they settle out of court. Yeah, they settle out of court. So, yeah, so I don't know the true story behind that. So there are obviously people in his life, like your friend, Nikisa, who he touched in a positive way, who, you know, want to think the best and honor him. And at the end of the day, you know, time continues on. You know, a week has passed or so since his funeral. We are, Our lives have not changed because he was honored or dishonored. And 
and at the end of the day, God will have the last word. God knows the truth, just like he knows the truth of my issues and my sins and my the things that I have in my closet that I don't want nobody to know about. So, you know, I, I think um, had things, you know, had it been a criminal act and we had proof and evidence, that's one thing, but it's so much we just don't know. Yeah. We just don't yeah. know. It reminds no. me of... Um, we- Go ahead, Lakeisha. No, no, no. I was going. To, I was going to say I agree. We, we, we don't know, and it's it's a more it's more Eddie Long. If it was, it, let's just say, if he was or wasn't, there's a lot of people living a lie, and they're not pastors. They're military people, regular people, people you see at Target, people who work in the school system and medicine, whatever. It's a lot of people. Period. So if he did, and asked for being honored. You know, that's up to the – and there's a lot of people he, he had benefited and, you know, has had, you know, um, influence in their life. Um, when I first heard it, it was like, wow, you know, this story is not new. Stuff like that has, has happened and people swept it under the rug. I can't say that, man, if he did that or not. I, I'm not I'm – not, I don't know him. I can't say he did it. A lot of things have happened. I, you know – that I've seen happen, I, you know, know that happened, that, wow, that happened, and you never would know. Mm-hmm. So to think I just, that people are upset yeah. with him, that's, that's, that's not my call. I, that's not my call. There's a lot of people who were close to him that did love him. Go ahead, Absolutely. Leah. Absolutely. No, I, a few things. One, it brings me to that scripture, you know, a good name is worth more than rubies. You know, it's, it's worth more than a bank account because when you die, that's what people are going to remember is a good name. And I just, I hate for his family that he has a, I won't say a bad name, but his name has been tarnished based on, you know, his actions or alleged actions, I will say. Um, but one thing that I think we have to get a grip on is where sin abides, grace therefore more abides for those who believe and who truly repent. And so it's like, you know, if he repented for his sins, I'm not excusing it. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not making light of the situation, but, you know, if he really sought forgiveness and turned away and repented from it um, and was healed from that, do we still want to condemn him to hell? You know, it's just, wow, it's something to see. But from a personal standpoint, because I've been abused, I've been sexually assaulted, I would never wish hell for the person who assaulted me. You know, and that's why forgiveness is so key. If you can forgive somebody and turn them over to God, and if that man, you know, asks for forgiveness for the things that he's done, he's good. Like, I'm not going to use the rest of my life bashing him. You go, you go be with God because I'm good. I'm forgiven. You know, I'm free. I've gotten what I needed to get. So I just, I wish people would really think before before we cast judgment. Mm, that's and that's true. And Leah, everybody does, unfortunately does not have your sweetheart when it comes to doing that because a lot of people that have been, um, you know, done wrong personally. Sometimes they hold on to that. It's like hold on to a knife when they just, just have to let it go and forgive them and move on. Um, but some people just totally 
So I don't feel that way, and it's a struggle. But I think it's better to live on the end you're living because you're free. You possess a, a freedom of not being held down. That would lead to the next point. Let's talk about this real quick because we got like five minutes or, or ten minutes or something like that. Travis Green and Chrisette Michelle. Ah, forgiveness. <laughs> Talking about forgiveness. Now they've been going on and my girl on on. They've been going in on my girl, and I love Travis Green's song. All things are working for your good. My good, he's intense. I love that song. What do y'all think about that? The singer for President Ooh. Trump. What y'all think about that? Well, um, I would say as you know, artists, they have the right to, you know, perform before whoever they so choose. Um, but I also feel at the same time that. You know, we we tend to hold artists to a certain standard. And I I read um, I read Chrisette Michelle's rationale as to why she performed. And I'm just gonna be honest. I I'm not feeling her rationale. I'm just not. It just doesn't seem authentic to me. Um, she she said that she wanted him to see us. You know, she wanted him to see us. And for me, to me, that isn't the equivalent of him seeing us. You know, she didn't have a platform with him. She didn't have an audience with him. You know, had she chosen a song, you know, that uh, had a social justice message, then I would say, okay, I feel you, you know. Um, Had she written a song or, or read, you know, spoken word poetry or anything like that, then I would see it. But <clears throat> I feel that, you know, going in, I think she knew that this there was going to be backlash, and that's what she chose to do, the same thing with him. Um, there, You know, he's willing to, sac- you know, risk risk it, then that comes with the territory because, in essence, people are going to assume your performance equates with support of his his platform and his behavior and everything he's done. So I think it was a risky move. So we'll have to see what the fan base says in six months to a year. Will they still buy her music? Actually, I respect your opinion, Abby. I really do. And I and I and I grapple with it, but at the end of the day it's like if they had a reason that we don't know about for them to be there and her reason was to be light, you know, Travis was to be salt of the earth. If they believe in their heart that God is telling them to do that, do it. And don't and don't look back. I just wonder and maybe it's just me. When Jesus was on the earth, do you think he went just to the popular places or to the places that they did not want him to be? You know, he was he was one of those rule breakers, like rebel type. And I look at those who are going into the fire not to try to get paid. You know, some of them may have had that vendetta, but maybe maybe their strategy really was to preach Jesus and to say that, hey, y'all, all y'all who are feeling this kind of way, all things are still going to work out for you good. It doesn't mean that they're a sellout, and it's like you, 
this society now is pushing you to view it either your way or no way. And it's like, well, where where do we fall into the real truth of the matter? We don't even try to get to the truth. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's a mess. So question for you. I know we don't have a lot of time. I could see, I don't know what Travis Green sung. Um, I think that... Um, Chrisette Michelle, I think she sang a, a gospel song. I don't know which one. Um, do you think that their presence, just their presence alone, would be salt in that situation? Um, like the fact that I, they I are going against going. the grain? No, because if mm-hmm. they were just there in presence, that would have, to me, looked like supporting Trump. But for them to stand on the platform and try to bridge a gap for for us, you know, for all those people who don't agree with him, I think they did the right thing. Now, was it well received? No. <laughs> but were their hearts in the right place, according to them? Absolutely. Yeah, I think their hearts were in the right place. Um, but I don't think it'll erase the backlash. And I don't, no. I don't know yeah. so much for, for Travis. I think Travis is pretty safe because his constituency or his 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 fan base are Christians, but with her, I think she'll experience a bigger backlash because her fan base, you know, is the community. Um, and so, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna disagree. Yeah, I disagree I'm on disagree. that one. Yeah, because Travis Green has gotten a lot of backlash as well, and Christians are um, the same. Just as when it comes to being straight up <laughs> blunt and hardcore when it comes to, you know, if they don't agree with it. But you know what, you guys? I listen to Travis Green. I really, I, like, I, I like his music. I mean, he's pretty good. I like Chris and Michelle, too. She's a, she's a good singer. But I'm just going to say this real quick. Um, I don't really think that Trump, I always keep saying, I'm going to say this something real quick. I Trump. Probably never met them, I'm pretty sure, maybe, and, you know, wasn't a fan of their music or anything like that. It was probably suggested by his advisor. Um, and I don't feel that Chrisette Michelle, well, she she gave a statement that was real hardcore. She even talked about Spike Lee because Spike Lee had even mentioned something about her being on, and she was just like, whatever, you know, I, well, I'll she never be on your song blah, blah, blah. show. Yeah, and what's his name is not he. I heard on the radio when I was driving, D.L. Hughes said that's why Chris said, show your songs will never play. Um, he said you want to talk like that, blah blah blah. I was like, whoa. So I, I, to me, it's not a it's not a huge big deal, but you know, judge a man not by his intentions and by his actions. I don't know, you know, what their real intentions were. I, I don't think it was nothing harmful. Maybe they, you know, they saw our opportunity. You know, they they wanted to. Um, they were asked, and they thought about it long and hard. Um, I, do I well, think well, they're, they're, well, yeah. well, you know, well, 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 Chris, Chrisette said she didn't think about it long and hard. You at know, all. Maybe Travis did. Yeah, she didn't at all. She immediately, without hesitation of her words, said that she would do it. And, you know, it's like like for me personally, I can really care less either way. Um, but just from what I've read, I think that 
her backlash is going to be more severe. Um, because her just because her fan base is just totally different than his, even though they both well, got backlash. What, but she uh, the reason she I didn't agree was because of. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Abby. That's <laughs> okay. We <laughs> want to get her point and go. Well, go ahead. We got three minutes. No, no, no. My phone was cutting off, so I thought she was done. That's, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, well, we probably we, we I think we might want to do we want to tackle this one a little bit next show since we run out of time. We may yeah, have to. We, we might we might have to because we have two minutes left and I don't know I'm I'm yeah I have some a few more things I want to say but I definitely want to hear what Leah had to say. But in no, the, all the next show. I was just mm-hmm. saying that I would disagree because of Vicky Yoe. She's another gospel artist. She is in shambles right now because she posted this picture, and she lost yeah. Christian viewership. So I don't think it's, you know, based on R&B and Christian artists. It's the Christian people who are going, ham acting like non-Christians, and that's the issue that I have. And then, you know, what that brings up another Trump. issue. Yeah, that brings up another Trump issue act. about Christian, yeah. the definition of a Christian fan, too. Like, would a Christian, and I'm I'm throwing up air quotes right now, <laughs> would a Christian respond like that, you know, if they know the Lord? Is that bearing the fruit of the Spirit, you know, to treat her like that? Um, but I went to her site. Uh-oh, y'all, 30 seconds. <laughs> Yeah, gotta wrap up. yeah. We we're gonna we gonna have to. Why we do this to ourselves? <laughs> uh, no, okay, you guys, I know. Okay. Thank you guys Tune for tuning in, in to Queen's Talk. Yes, February ninth, and we're gonna be talking about the love languages. I can't wait, baby. This is my thing right here. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back. Tune Yay. in. <laughs> Yay! We'll wrap it up. I see you got a bad report You were all alone No one that you Keep it.